welcome to another episode of the Climbing Hinge podcast. On this episode, we are going to be covering lies, deceit, and trickery of the female mind. And what we're going to do uh, on this episode, what we're going to cover is three basic things. First of all, we are going to explore and talk about why it is that females are more naturally cunning than men. Second, we are going to give some examples on how females compete with one another um, using indirect cunning behaviors. And third, we are going to give more specific examples about deceit and trickery, cunning behavior, in terms of male-female relationships, how females provoke, bait, trap, incite men to do things that help women to achieve their goals. And we're going to give specific examples of those and how you as a man should be thinking about them and handling them so that you can have success in your own relationship. Before we get into those things, I just wanted to make a couple of points um, because the topic is kind of a little bit potentially controversial talking about the cunning mind of the female. First of all, um, everything, well not everything, but the core of what we focus on and teach um, in our writings, in our podcast, in our coaching, is that we must create an environment, we must behave in ways so that our, our girlfriends or our wives, our partners can feel safe and they can trust us. So at the heart of what we do, we are focusing on teaching safety, trust, building a strong foundation for long-lasting, loving relationships. Of course, you want attraction, excitement, and all these things lead to a loving, long-term relationship, okay? Secondly, I want to stress and note that I have great admiration for the females, for the cunning female mind, their strength, their capacity to love, their energy, how they behave in cunning, cunning ways. All those things I have great admiration from. They keep us on our toes. They keep us sharp. And if you want to have a long-lasting, successful relationship with a woman, it's best to be informed on how they behave so that you can understand how you as a man need to behave against that in order to have a long-lasting, successful relationship. All right? Now let's get into then females naturally. Men tend to be direct action players. So they use force, they use their dominance, they use their personality to achieve the goal. You can think of two gladiators in the arena fighting it out physically uh, to win. That is the essence of man, right? Women do not have the same physical strength. They don't have the same capacity for aggression. They tend to be, in general, um, that they are more likely to avoid direct conflict than men, right? So when you take these things in totality, um, it 
brings out the essence of who they are and how they have to compete. They can't compete directly head-to-head -head with men physically or in a sense of being dominant um, or even the capacity for a male to argue versus a female is different, right? So when you bring these things together and add them up, you're going to get also, don't forget, women have greater social intelligence than men. So the nuances of communication and bodily behavior is more natural to them, right? Um, so putting all these things together again, they are going to be naturally more cunning. Um, their ability for deceit is also greater as well. Now remember, women can hide their ovulation from men. Meaning, when they're fertile and can become pregnant, they can hide that from you if they don't want you to know. And so, as such, there are times and places and throughout history where, of course, women have hid the paternity of the child from the natural father and passed it along to another man. Um, some conservative studies would say that um, two to three percent of all children, um, the paternity has been misattributed, meaning that the father who's been named the father isn't the real father. It happens for various reasons. A woman may have purposely done it because she felt another man had a greater genetic capabilities. A woman might have been having sexual relations with multiple men at the same time and became pregnant and she didn't know, so she wanted to pass off the child um, to the man that she was going to be um, in a long-term relationship with. So women have natural ability built into them biologically for cunningness and trickery. Add all these things up, plus their exceptional abilities with social intelligence, and they have a greater capacity for cunning behavior than men. So always keep that in mind as a man. You have to work at it and understand it to gain a greater ability to understand how they are so that you can deal with them. All right. All right. Now, next, let's give some examples exactly how females compete with one another in indirect methods using cunning behavior, deceit, lies, trickery. Women are really, really good at gossip. And gossip is a tool and a weapon for what? For maligning and besmirching someone's reputation, another girl. And so women are really good at what's called slut shaming, meaning talking about another girl as if she's some woman who recklessly, carelessly has sex with lots of guys. Because if you can slut shame another female and hurt her reputation in that way, she will become unwanted and undesirable for most men. Because generally speaking, men want to have a wife or a girlfriend who is not someone who is known to sleep around. So that's a tool for women to create themselves and elevate themselves while bringing their rivals down in the pecking order, right? 
So gossip, slut shaming, excluding other girls from a group, from the popular group so they can't get in, passing notes around in school, talking about other girls and guys as well. These are all indirect methods. You notice in all of these methods, the girls aren't confronting one another generally. They're whispering, they're spreading gossip and innuendo. So, in, in their natural environment of how girls compete, it's much more indirect, it's much more deceitful, it's much more wily, cunning. So keep that in mind. All right, now let's get on to some examples of how females use cunning behavior, lies, and trickery in their relationships with men. And generally speaking, um, I'm going to talk about some specific examples, but what you always want to be aware of is what is, what is the state of your relationship with your, your female partner? If you're in a state of a relationship whereby things are getting worse and you can sense that she's pulling away from you or trying to create separation from you, maybe has even told you that she, if you're married, she wants a separation or a divorce or wants to work on things. Or if you're in a, uh, your boyfriend-girlfriend relationship and you sense that she's pulling away from you or wants to pull away from you, as a man, you should be on guard, okay? Because if they want to do those things, that is when it is highly likely they're going to be using um, deceit, trickery, lies, and cunning behavior to achieve their goal. What is their goal? To exit the relationship. Um, one other factor to keep in mind when we talk about why it is that they behave the way they do, we've talked about another podcast, is the notion that women are much more susceptible to shame and guilt than men. Um, societal pressures, cultural pressures put more emphasis on women being good than men, right? You know, a man who goes out, sleeps with a lot of girls, he's a, he's a playboy. People look up to him. A girl does that, again, she's a bad girl. She's a, she's a slut or a whore. So women have a lot more pressure on them to be quote-unquote good. And so when they break up a relationship or a marriage and they're, or they're trying to leave it, um, remember one of their ultimate strategies is to blame you, the man or their partner, um, and, to, and having you and your behaviors justify their reasons for leaving. So what they do when they're ending relationships many, many times, or even in they're ambivalent about the relationship and not sure. They will do things to incite you and provoke you and to test you into doing bad things. And then when you do bad things, they say, aha, this is why I can't be with you for all these reasons. So they will incite and perpetrate things and provoke things so that you react bad. And when you, you react bad, they've got all the justification they need to exit the relationship. So, be very, very careful. First off, um, women in these situations, when they're ambivalent, 
leaving a relationship, um, looking to escape a relationship, many times we'll use sex as a weapon. Let me just say that if you are in a relationship where the female has a lot of conflict or negative feelings about you or about the relationship and you're still having sex, you're in a dangerous area, right? Because although women can separate sexual actions from their emotions, like when they're meeting new guys, they're out at a bar or something, they meet a guy, have sex, they're perfectly capable of doing that. But if a woman's been with you for a long time and there's negativity associated with it, um, they need to feel that emotional love and warmth with you to really have sex in a meaningful way. So, if they have neg a lot of negative energy and the negative energy outweighs the positive, you have to be very careful about having sex. If, in fact, she is trying to leave you or has talked about separation, has talked about divorce, and is still having sex with you, that she's initiating it, I can tell you that most likely she's just using you for the sex. She has associated or disassociated the emotional piece from the sexual piece and she's trying to get her own sexual satisfaction out of you. But I can guarantee you that you two having sex is doing nothing for what matters, right? And what matters is what we've talked about before, her feeling whole with you, her feeling safe with you, her being able to trust you. That's what matters. That's the foundation and core in a long-term relationship, okay? So, if she's initiating sex, you better be aware that it could be she's just using you, right? Secondly, she could be having sex with you even though she doesn't want to, just to keep you appeased, to keep you compliant. Until what? Until she leaves you, right? Makes it easier for her, okay? Um, in other cases, um, she could be using sex to manipulate you. Let's go through some examples. I got a couple of, one good case study here. Uh, a guy and a girl, they had been dating for a number of years. They, they broke up, she broke up with him for a number of reasons. Um, but they still remained friendly. They were, they were, they had a good friendship. They were friends before they started dating. So they were still friendly afterwards, okay? And he, the man still wanted to be with her. So he was trying to get her back and they were hanging out and this and that. Um, but the girl had, had started dating a new guy, all right? But anyways, um, the girl and her ex-boyfriend were, as I said, friendly. And one night they were hanging out. One thing led to another and they had sex. And so the guy thought, why, well, this is a great thing. We're on our way back together. This is wonderful. Um, what happened the next day, however, was that the girl came to her ex and said, hey, you know what? Um, I don't think we should hang out anymore because if we hang out like that, you know, and it's too much temptation. We have sex. And I can't do that with you um, because you know, I'm dating this new guy. So what happened? Well, whether she did that purposefully or not, who knows? She could have used that and then did that on purpose to manipulate him. So she had a reason to create further separation with him, okay? Now, as it turns out, at the end of the day, the ex-boyfriend 
was able to get his girlfriend back, but that incident set him back a long ways. He had a lot of more work to do after that, okay? Another case study example was had two people dating, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, two years or so. Um, the girlfriend um, had a lot of trust commitment issues, and so she was trying to create space between the two of them, and she had kind of separated from him. He played the scenario very good. They started talking again, um, and then they went out um, for the first time in probably uh, six to eight weeks after she had wanted space, right? And they went out, and then that time, that day they went out, they were out and then ended up drinking, and they ended up staying together and having sex that night, all right? And again, the guy's like, well, this is great. We're back together again, right? Well, the next day, he texts her. She doesn't reply, right? And then he, he texts her some more and be like, hey, what's wrong? And then she responds, nothing, I'm fine. What, what's wrong with you? And he's like, well, I mean, because we were hanging out and everything's good. And then she starts to talk about how, you know, they're not good for each other, right? And then, again, a major setback, right? Um, now those two, they did end up getting back together, but it took him another couple months, you know, to work it. Um, so what happened there? Basically, they went out, they had really good sexual chemistry between the two of them. Um, but having sex for her was scary because she had just, you know, tried to separate from him, right? And since they had sex right away, it brought back all her fears, like, what's going on? It was too much emotionally for her to handle, so she created greater separation, all right? The key thing to remember here is that if you are dealing with a female that is trying to separate from you, end the relationship, create space, has a lot of anger for you, animosity, um, all those types of things, you need to be very, very careful of not falling into their sexual traps because as I've given you a number of examples, in almost every case, it's going to be used against you or they're just using you. So keep that in mind. All right, <clears throat> the next uh, type of example we're going to talk about how females create provocations and excitement is with arguments, right? If a woman wants to pull away from you, and create space or separate or divorce, if she can get you to into some nasty arguments or if she can accuse you of something that you haven't done and then you respond in bad ways, you might say hurtful things, you increase the number of arguments, she is going to use all those things against you. You're a bad person, you're a jerk, all those types of things, right? He just wants to argue with me. Um, so if a woman is pulling away from you, wants space, wants a separation, divorce, and she's starting arguments over trivial things or things that aren't true or not your fault, you, be, you better be very aware of the notion that she's probably doing it on purpose to incite an argument so that she can escalate things to have more ammunition to use against you. Because if you're a bad guy and you're arguing over things with her, 
Again, it reinforces her justification for what? Ending the relationship. Now, I want to just point out, I've seen it many, many times. Women can work themselves up in, a, in, a, in this combination of fears, frustration, and anger, right? And whenever you get the amygdala involved and it gets in a hyperactive state, again, what can happen is your memory, the actual memory of the female can become suppressed, right? And so I've seen a number of times females will accuse men of things that the man hasn't even done and that the female should know, right? Um, but they work themselves up in such a, a, a frenzied state that it actually can suppress their memory. They can forget that the man told them something or didn't tell them something, and they'll accuse the man of doing something that he didn't do. Be very aware of that, because it can happen. It's real, okay? Anyways, when a female is instigating arguments with you, if she's trying to provoke arguments with you, um, never take the bait. You should never argue, period. Arguing with a female is not healthy. You hear some people say, well, there's you know, a good, good of arguments healthy. It's not. Um, it can lead to stress, anxiety, other bad things that can happen, and all those things make females feel uncomfortable. It's, it's not helpful, okay? So, if you're in a situation where she's provoking arguments and trying to incite you, what you do is you absorb, Say you're sorry, walk away. Do not argue, all right? Um, just make it real casual. Tell her you're not gonna get into an argument. If you've done something wrong um, that she's accusing you of, you didn't mean to, you apologize, and get out of it. Next day, or later on that day, if you're married and you see her, um, do not hold the argument against her. What you want to then do is work things back into a normal state. She'll come out of that, that, that frenzied state that she's in, that she, had, that she had gotten into. And then what you want to do is kind of work things back into a mellow, calm, safe state. All right? Finally, another tactic that females will use to create further separation is they will freeze you out or they will be cold towards you. They will block you. They will, quote unquote, hide from you. What are some examples of this? Um, not returning your text, not returning your call, delay responding to your text and calls, right? Those are two common tactics um, that females will use. And they're communicating to you with something there. Um, they're telling you they don't want to communicate. They don't want to talk to you. Um, they also, they have to know that obviously it's not considered proper communication to ignore people's calls, but they do it anyways. It's an indirect method of communication. And then what happens is that if you quote unquote call them out on it, say stuff like, hey, can you respond to my message? It's very rude that you didn't. Or ask them why they're not returning their messages or send them a bunch of messages. What are they going to do? They're going to use it against you and to further justify what they're doing. Um, they can simply say, hey, I was busy. Can you give me a break? Can you wait for me to respond to you? Right? They can easily say that. And what they're telling themselves is that, gee, how, doesn't this guy get a, have a clue? 
if I'm not responding, you get the message and just leave me alone. So it's going to work against you if you try to call them out, if you try to keep texting them, if you try to keep calling them. If a woman's freezing you out, be very cognizant of what they're doing. Um, kind of match and mirror their behavior in some ways. Um, but don't call them out, don't keep texting them, don't keep calling them. Um, kind of mirror their behavior a little bit and then look for opportunities to do other things um, to get communication going again um, and whatnot. I'm not going to get into a lot of explanation about the steps to reopen things here in this podcast. It's just rather to explain their behavior, right? One more thing, a lot of girls and women, especially in marriages, when they're checked out of the relationship, what are they doing? They're on their phone. They're on Facebook and Instagram all day. And that infuriates guys, right? She's on her phone again. Um, a lot of guys will say stuff. And again, what's the woman going to do? It's like, huh, well, just, what, just, why don't you just leave me alone and let me do my thing? I mean, stop trying to control me. So as soon as you start talking about what they're doing on their phone, that leads again to you being a controlling person, trying to dictate and tell them what to do. Again, they are going to use it against you, right? So let's go through this in summary. Sex as a weapon, you need to be very careful. Provocations and incitements of arguments, you need to be very careful, absorb, apologize, do not fall for the bait. Okay. If they're freezing you out, they're cold, not responding, what your goal as a man is to be unaffected by what they are doing. Do not take the bait. Do not try to call them out. All right. These types of things, when what females are doing is counting on the man reacting in bad ways. And then when you react in a bad way, they use it against you to justify their actions. Well, see, they're just going to say, this is why I want a divorce. Okay? So understand exactly what's going on, the deceit, the trickery of the cunning female mind. Okay? Once again, I want to thank everyone for listening to this edition of the Climbing Hinge podcast. And if you like the podcast... Take a moment to rate and review. We would greatly appreciate that. Thank you again for listening to the Climbing Henge podcast.